Anyway, good morning, everyone. I am tink- tickled just to just to have the opportunity to speak to you guys this morning. Um, first and foremost, I just want you to know I don't I don't take this uh, I don't take it lightly. It's a very heavy thing to stand up here and to speak, and and I pray and I hope that you know that I never speak from a position of. I've got this figured out, and you don't, and you need to get it together. It's, it's, we're all on the same page. We're all broken vessels, and uh, thank God that He uses broken vessels like us, right? And, and isn't that the awesome thing about God is life is such a journey. It's such a process, and we're like clay. Not, we want to be like clay, but like, like, the, like clay, the pottery clay. Like He's just forming us and molding us, and it's a constant progression. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the opportunity uh, for leaders who, who have helped me personally just to elevate me and give me the chance to speak. And again, I'm going to quit rambling about, you know, all that. But anyway, I'm just so thankful to, to speak to you guys this morning. Let's just, let's just pray first. How about that, all right? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just love you so much. God, I'm just so thankful for this opportunity to, to get to, to, to share with your people this morning. God, I thank you that you're speaking to us. Just like I said a few seconds ago, God, you are molding us into the people that you want us to be. And I, I know that you have a word for us this morning. I pray that you would just hide me behind your cross, God, that you would just speak to your people. This is not about me. It's not about us. This is about you, God, and what you want to say this morning. And so we just are forever grateful and thankful, and we love you so much. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give another big round of applause for the worship team. Amen. That set was straight fire. I mean, it was, I had that mask on. You know those like VO2 masks you wear when you're working out? You know, you're on the trail. I felt like that. I was having to like hold it up and breathe and all that good stuff. Anyway, so the message I have for you this morning is, uh, it's basically, I want to shout out to Cam Gregory. He's, he kind of started this in me a few weeks ago. I was honestly, usually I'm a peppy guy, for those of you who know me, right? I'm like a, like a, like a dog that's just, you know, bound up all the time. Uh, but for whatever reason, I was going through, you know, kind of a, a tough time, just, just heavy with a lot of things. Just feeling, you know, the accusations of the world, feeling like I was comparing myself, feeling like I wasn't measuring up. And, you know, just uh, I've struggled in the past with just being a good father and a good husband and all those things. And it was just heavy. And, and Cameron didn't know this at the time, but he just sent me a message one day and said, Hey, man, I just read Romans 8. You should go read it, reread it sometime when you get the chance. And I did, and it was a blessing. And it blessed my socks off. And that kind of started a little fire, laid a little foundation for, uh, for this message. And I feel like it's what God would have me share with you this morning. So the title of this message is Case Closed. And so before we get into the meat and the potatoes, if you will, let's kind of give a little little backstory. So in Romans, Clay and I were talking a little earlier, and for you deer hunters out there, Romans is like the backstrap or the tenderloin of, of the Bible, right? It's the good stuff, so to speak. And I just compared the Bible to a piece of meat. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I apologize, Lord, for that. But anyway, so it's the good stuff. And, and in the book of Romans, probably more than any other place, Paul is laying out the clear gospel. He makes it abundantly clear that none of us are good. That we are all sinners, we all fall short of the glory of God, but yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? If we just stop there, that'd be good enough, wouldn't it? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And it's only through faith in Him that we can be justified or we can be made righteousness. And, and so we're, we're to this point, and Clay has talked about this before, it, it's, it's pretty cool, but once we get saved, we're saved from the, the punishment of sin, Right? And, and then 
down the road when we pass on or when the Lord comes back, we'll be saved from the presence altogether of sin, right? But there's the here and the now that we're living through. And in the book of Romans chapter 8, that's primarily where we're going to be. Paul is laying out, he's like, you know, here's the gospel. It's through Jesus. And now as we continue to navigate through life, as we continue to face tough times and go through things, here's the mindset that we should have. And as a matter of fact, towards the end of the book, chapter 12, verse 2, he says this, and I think this is up there. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So what you'll notice as we go throughout this message, I have some points for you. There's kind of the world's view and what the world says and what the world wants us to mold us into and how we should think, how we should behave. And then there's what God says. And Paul's making it very clear. He's saying, listen, as you go through this life, as you're a Christian, as you're walking through this thing, remember, don't conform to the world. Don't listen to what they say, but listen to God. You'll be transformed literally into a new person. It, I promise you, if you could see, and some of you have, if you could see my life as like 15, 16-year-old junior in high school versus, versus now, and I'm not saying I have anything together, but you would say, yep, there's definitely a God. I am literally a new person because of Jesus. Amen. And so the bulk of, of this message revolves around the here and the now. So once we, we get saved, that's awesome. It's, you know, and growing up, that's what I heard a lot of messages about. It was leading me to this prayer and to accepting Jesus as my Savior. But then what, what about after that? And so that's what we're going to be talking about and diving into. Amen. You guys with me? We're good. So I'm going to give you a point straight from the get-go. If you got paper and pencil or your phone or whatever. Now these points are just kind of statements. They're declarations. I'd like for you to write them down, remember them, just declare them over your life today. Praise God. Amen. The first one is you have freedom and power. Somebody say freedom. Somebody say power. You have those things in Jesus here and now. As we navigate this life. See, a life of sin is, is, is pretty selfish, right? It causes us to focus on me and mine and what I can do for me and mine. And, and listen, I'm not saying that that's inherently bad because it's, it's, we should want better for ourselves, right? We should want to the best for, for me and my, my wife and my kids and my family and my friends. All that's good. But the problem with just a sinful life and focusing on our flesh is that it causes us to, and, and this is fitting because we're going into the Thanksgiving season, it causes us to compare ourselves to the rest of the world. And oftentimes we're left with thinking about all that we don't have and all that we are not. We're thinking about our insufficiencies, and, and honestly, it leaves us pretty heavy, right? Even going back to what I mentioned, uh, the season I was in a few weeks ago, it's just heavy, man, right? And so this life can be that for sure. And so it leaves us feeling ungrateful, leaves us feeling unthankful, not content, and that's not what God wants for us. And what we can do, especially in a social media, this is not a social media sermon, but there are a couple points that it's very fitting because we have tons of social media. We have tons of things speaking to us. And a lot of times we see these snapshots of people's lives that are filtered and don't get me wrong, I like a good filter on Instagram. Makes my deer look bigger and everything else. It's good and it's grand. But we have these filtered lives that honestly no one can measure up to it. And so you're sitting here at home, you're thinking, I'll, I'll never be that. Or I'll never get this or I'll never be good enough. 
And it's just heavy. But then there's God. So let's see what he says about it. Romans 8, 1 through 4 says this. So now the case is closed. Somebody say, the case is closed. Praise God. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the Anointed One. For the law of the Spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish. Because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature, yet God sent His Son in human form to identify with human weakness. Clothed clothed with humanity, God's Son gave His body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the Anointed One living His life in us. And we're free to live, not according to the flesh, but to the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the law gives us this clear cut, this is what to do, this is what not to do, but unfortunately we don't have the power to uphold it. Right? And I've talked to a lot of people, even family, and they say, well, I just need to get a few things in my life together and then I'll come to church. I need to quit this and quit that. And and here's the reality. It's never going to happen because we're powerless. Without God, we don't have the power to uphold that. Even when we do good deeds, a lot of times it's just an extension of our own self-righteousness. Amen. I know that some of this stings and it hurts, but it's, it's just the truth. Without God, we're nothing. But He gave His life so that guilt, power of sin could be done away with. There is no condemnation. We are liberated. We are set free. We're empowered to live Godly lives. Somebody say amen. Amen. Romans 8 verse 9 says this, But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. And so again, going back to Romans 12 too, think about the way we think. Are we going to, we have a choice with all these things. Are we going to conform to the ways of the world? Are we going to allow ourselves to, to compare ourselves to the rest of the world? Are we going to fall into that trap and ultimately lead lives where we, we feel bound up, the opposite of free, we feel hopeless? Or are we going to choose God and what He says about us and ultimately what He did for us? Amen? Amen. Point number two. There is triumph... In tribulation. Again, there is triumph in tribulation. I want to spend a little bit of time here because especially in the world we live in today, I mean, it's every one of us have our own things, but, you know, we're living through a pandemic and there's so much uncertainty. Most of the time, what you see in arguments who, who, from people who are not necessarily for God, it's always, well, if God's such a good God, then fill in the blank, right? Why did He allow this to happen? What did, well, you know, why would He do that? I don't understand that. And, and many of us come from different backgrounds, and I would say that every person sitting in here, regardless of where you come from or the background that you have, we, one thing's true. We all have tribulations, right? We all have trials. We all have hurdles that we have to, to jump through, some more than others. But the reality is these things are tough. And just because we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, again, you know, we, we're saved, we're empowered, we're living free now, that doesn't exempt us from a tough life, Amen. We still live in a broken world that's full of pain and it's full of hurt. Some things that we bring up on ourselves and some things we don't. I didn't have the, the, the power to choose whether or not I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2008, or 2008. When my wife was a teenager, she lost both her parents. 
She didn't choose those things, but they're, they're hurts, right? And then there's a the whole lot of things that I've, I've made a choice to do that I've bore those consequences as well. So regardless of where you stand, these things can really affect us. Now, unfortunately, the, the really negative part, and especially as a, a teacher, I see this too, is a lot of times we embrace those identities, right? And so, well, this happened to me, so I'm this. Or I come from this, so that's what I'm going to be. There, that's the only thing, that's the only option for me. There is no out. And it's generational. You see it happening over and over and over. All of us have wounds, deep wounds. And they can really affect the trajectory of our life. I've been reading this book by this guy named John Eldridge, and he said this. It's a really powerful quote, and I want you to think about it. The only thing more tragic than tragedy that happens to us is how we handle it. Now think about that. That kind of stuck with me. The tragedy can happen, and then it can get worse just by how we choose to deal with it. Now going back, you know, for example... My wife, when she was a, you know, a teenager, she, I mean, it's nobody's fault. And if you guys have gone through things and just kind of suppressed it, it's, again, it's how the world conditions us, right? For her, it was like, Let, I just don't want to deal with this right now. Let's put it on a shelf. And then here the past few years, God has really pinpointed some things, and she's been able to walk through some things, and, and, and it begins affecting your relationships and your life. And, and so, again... How we handle these things can really have a negative consequence. So let's talk about a couple of different ways that we handle tragedy. One, we don't handle it. And especially as men, right? Man up. Push that stuff to the side. Don't let it affect you. Don't deal with it. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. You know, again, going back to that whole bookshelf uh, picture, analogy, metaphor. I don't know the difference, but it's... I'm a high school teacher, by the way. So you have... <laughs> it's, there's a laugh, praise God. So you have, these different, you have these different books, and if you keep stacking stuff on there, what's going to happen to the bookshelf? It's eventually going to crash, isn't it? You, you can only handle so much before you, you have to deal with it. And so a lot of times we just, we just don't want to deal with things. Now also in that same book, John Eldridge also makes another point, and he says, a wound that goes unacknowledged is a wound that cannot heal. So a lot of times God is putting a finger on things, especially when we get saved, right? We're walking in power. And then it's like almost when you get saved, sometimes it's like things get worse. And it's not that they get worse, but God is revealing things that are wounds in us that He's wanting to heal. He's wanting to acknowledge things so we can walk out healing, right? If I have, when I was, you know, again, going back to the whole Crohn's thing, I, I don't mean to, you know, beat a dead horse with it or anything, but it's just kind of my story and it's, it's my background. If I hadn't paid attention to the wound, and how my body was feeling and just didn't deal with it, what would have happened? Well, I'd probably be dead right now, honestly. But because I chose to go to the doctor, they were able to, you know, just like the verse that Clay mentioned, or not the, not the verse, but the song, you know, God is a surgeon, and He wants to get in there and fix some things in our lives. So secondly, dealing with issues, a lot of times we have the com a completely wrong mindset. We have a mindset of flesh, and I think I have a slide for this on there. But it, it puts us in this... Position where a lot of times we play the victim card where it's everybody else's fault and it's not our own. And sometimes that may be the truth. And a lot of times it's just, well, if it gets hard, then quit. And then if we do decide to acknowledge it, a lot of times we're asking the wrong questions. So how, how, I, this is me for sure, up and down. And, and be honest with yourself. If you ever ask these questions, something goes wrong in your life, you're dealing with tragedy, and you say, 
God, why are you doing this? Why is there a pandemic going on right now? Why are people dying? Why are people suffering? Why would you allow this to happen to me? Again, going back to the whole Crohn's thing, when I, that was my biggest thing. I was like, God, if you love me so much, why in the world would you let this happen? That's, that was my mind. And, or God, just fix this. Take care of it instantly. I don't want to deal with it. And so again, that fleshly mindset, can, and, and it can alter our view of God. And so a lot of people have distorted views of God because of tragedy, because of wounds. But the reality is, guys, listen, God's not wanting to punish you. It may feel like punishment. It may feel like hurt. But what he's doing is saying, here, son, here, daughter, listen, there's a, there's a thing going on in your life here. Let's fix it. And when we fix it, you have to deal with it. You have to bring it up and it's uncomfortable. So when we have a mindset of the Spirit, we can begin to look, things through, look at things through a proper lens. So let's talk about these questions. Now, just think, back up for a second. Think about, okay, you have this problem. Think about the questions we just talked about. Now think about looking at the same tragedy with these questions in mind. What are you trying to teach me here, God? Is there something going on in my life or something going on in my heart that you're trying to reveal to me? What is it that you're wanting me to see? What is it that you're wanting me to let go of? And so we can approach this and approach the tragedies in our lives and the, the struggles in our lives. And, and, and I don't believe that God is just throwing tr trials in your way just as like, here, do this one now. I, it, it's, it's, the issue is we live in a broken world. Amen? There's still sin here. There's still a problem. But when we approach it with this lens, we can view things in a proper way and God can take things in our life and ultimately use it for good and bring about good. Amen? Romans 8, 18 says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Can you imagine getting to the point in life where something bad happens? You're like, yes! Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I ain't there yet. <laughs> Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Our hope is in a world that isn't this one. Amen? We know that even if things don't go how we want, even if I don't receive full healing from Crohn's disease, even if bad things happen, guess what? God's still in control. He's still good. And ultimately, one day, all things will be restored. If you guys heard of Maverick City Music, if you haven't, you need to go look them up. They're on fire right now. they got tons of awesome songs. I think one of the songs we did this morning was by them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but they got this one that i just been on big time. It's called This Is The Story I'll Tell. And I want to read this lyric to you. And I just, just, you can even close your eyes if you want to. Just let it soak in. The hour is dark and it's hard to see what you are doing here in the ruins and where this will lead. Oh, but I know, amen, that down through the years I'll look back on this moment and see your hand on it and know you were here. And I'll testify of the battles you've won how you were my portion when there wasn't enough. What a line, man. That's, that's God's heart for you this morning. I can look back and, and think of examples in my own life where I, I didn't know what was going on. 
But now, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, again, it's hard. It's, it's one thing to walk through it. I know this is hard. This is not, we want a quick fix a lot of times, right? We want to go through the drive-thru, and if it ain't ready in five minutes, we're like, right, hey, go kill a cow. I think I said that joke the last time I'd done a sermon, but you guys can laugh at it again. <laughs> but this is a process that takes time, but God is moving in your circumstances. And that's the beauty, that even though we can, we're walking through a life where we still face tough times, we serve a God who is near and present, and He wants to bring about good in those circumstances. Amen? Point number three. You have purpose. Somebody say purpose. Purpose. You have purpose. Now, the reality of the world that we live in is we, there's a lot of noise, right? I think at Eastern Kentucky University, there's about 4,713 different degrees you can get. You can get a degree in anything nowadays. Do anything you want to do. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of hobbies. There's different media platforms that's telling you this and telling you that and telling you this and telling you that. There's so much that it's just it, it's, it's heavy and we get burdened down. And again, go back to this whole thing of, of flesh versus, versus God. So flesh will, will have us looking to what can we find and what can we make our, our purpose? What can I do? Can I make X amount of dollars? Can I marry the right person? Can I have the perfect family with the right number of kids? And, and can I go to these places and do these things? And if I do that, then my purpose will be fulfilled. So what we're doing, and I mentioned this last week, but we're looking horizontally at what can only be found when we look vertically. Amen? And so we're looking around at creation rather than looking at the Creator. And creation's a wonderful thing. I love the life that we live. I love living in this world, and we get to do some amazing things and enjoy creation, enjoy the beauty of creation. Back in September, I got the chance to go to Colorado and sitting on top of those mountains at 10,500 feet and looking out, it's just like you are sitting in the lap of God. I mean, creation just, un it's unimaginable. You have to see it to believe it. And creation is a good thing, but it should always point us back to the Creator. Amen? And especially as we enter into Thanksgiving, it's, it's wonderful to think about the things that we have in our life, the blessings that we have in our life. But remember this. Remember where they come from. Remember that He's ultimately the source. Creation should point back to God. In Romans 8, verse 26 through 28, it says this, And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings. Yet He also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, His holy ones, the perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing about good into our lives. For we are His lovers who have been called to fulfill His designed purpose. Now the key here is His designed purpose. Listen guys, you are a part of a bigger plan in Jesus Christ. Amen? I read in a book one time that we are His 
plan A and there is no other plan. Isn't it amazing that he uses people like us to bring about the message of salvation to the whole world? In all of our weakness that we've been talking about, he brings about good from it and he uses us to bring about that message. That's absolutely amazing. So when we choose that, when we choose hey, God, I want to be a part of your plan and not my own plan, then everything makes sense. When God is at the top, when He's at the center, everything else flows together nicely. You know, a lot of times we think about the will of God and thinking about our purpose and what we should do. And, And listen, don't confuse this. There are specific things, I believe, that God has called people to do, right? He's called Clay to pastor. He's called Justin to be a worship leader. Those are, those are specific callings, and that's not necessarily for everyone. So there is specific things. However, a lot of times I live my life where the will of God, it was like I was on a tightrope. And if I go this way, I'm out of it. And if I go this way, I'm out of it. And it was heavy, right? You didn't know what to do. And I remember I was working at Redbird Christian School a few years ago, and um, now I'm back at Clay County High School, but at that time there was a job that opened and, and I applied for the Clay County job and they offered it to me. And so I had this decision, do I want to go or do I want to stay? And I was like, God, I had that mindset. God, would you just fix this? Tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. He was like, well, what do you want to do? That's what I felt in my heart. I felt like he was asking me, well, what do you want to do? And so I decided to stay, and then it, you know, things turned around, and I made my way back here. But listen, guys, whatever you do, whatever platform you have, whatever circle of influence you have, whatever your family situation is, whatever job you have, God wants to use that to be a part of that bigger plan. Let's read some scripture right here. Colossians 3, 23 and 24. And whatever you do, do it heartily. As to the Lord, and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. We are His children. Amen? You have purpose this morning. A lot of times, guys, we just want our life to matter, don't we? At the end of the day, when this thing wraps up, I want people to look back and say, He was a pretty good failure, and He loved on people. We just want to make a positive impact. And listen, you guys, your life matters this morning. Amen? There's a purpose for your life. There's people in this room have poured into me and you've made an impact that I can't even begin to put into words on how appreciative and thankful I am for you in my life. And each of us, you have a circle of influence. You have people that I can't reach, that Clay can't reach that your neighbor can't reach. I don't care what you are doing. What does Scripture say? Do it heartily as unto the Lord. There's a purpose for your life. Your life has, in Christ, you're not just, you're not just made to to live and die and nothing happens and we just do what we want to and it's just all nothingness and hopelessness, right? There's meaning. What we're doing right now matters. You you understand that? What we're doing matters. And we're a part of such a big plan. So live with purpose, full of direction, full of meaning, full of life, full of power. And lastly, my last point as we begin to finish up, 
Live in confidence this morning. I know that 2020 has been a crazy year and with all the uncertainty and, and everything else, the last thing we, we feel sometimes is confidence, right? But again, what are we putting our confidence in? Is it what the world is holding on to? Is it the vaccine that's supposed to come out? Is it the next medicine or is it the next job or is it the next, I mean, fill in the blank. But at the end of the day, I mean, ask yourself, those of you who are Christians, you, you know the answer, but those of you here who you, you may not know Jesus or if you're online and you've still not made that, that decision for Jesus, what has really worked? I've tried my best. Listen, I lived a life where I sought so many different things to try to find meaning. I really believe there's a space in our, in our souls that it's like, a, it's like a puzzle piece and only God can feel it, but we try to put so much stuff there and it never works until we meet Jesus. So live in confidence. I'm going to read a few verses here, so just bear with me. But as I read these things, I listen to them. Take them. Think about them. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is He who condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Paul and his folks were in a rough time, right? Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Hmm. What can stand against us? What can accuse us? What can leave us feeling hopeless? Who can condemn us? What can separate us? Nothing and no one. Amen? Nothing and no one can separate you from the love of God. There's a very dark picture that the world wants to paint for your life, but I'm telling you, there's a very real loving God who has something so much better for us. Amen. And listen, again, going back, I know that we can be weighed down sometimes. And I hope this morning, from this point forward, one, if you've not accepted Jesus, I hope that you realize this morning how much He loves you, how much that He sent His Son to die for you. I hope you realize that and I hope you hold on to it. And I, and I pray if you're a Christian this morning as you're walking through this life and you're trying to navigate rough waters and you're going through tough times and you're facing uncertain circumstances, I pray that you realize that Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is in you, empowering you. And He's going to bring about good. He's going to bring about perseverance in your life. He's going to bring about character. He's going to bring about hope. Amen? He's with you and He's for you. I want to close this morning with a couple of scriptures. Romans 8, verse 38 and verse 39. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. 
I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can, that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father God, I just love you so, so much. And I'm, I'm just so grateful and I'm so thankful again for this opportunity. Father, when we go through this life, we, we know we can have confidence that we are saved through your son Jesus Christ God but we know that as we still walk through this world we face uncertain times we face tribulations we face tragedies God but we know that ultimately you are working in us to empower us and that you're going to use all things the good and the bad for your glory for an eternal glory and not only that but you're going to strengthen us as well. You're going you're gonna to point out some wounds that we have and you're going to heal those things. And I pray that every person here we can just reflect on our lives this morning. We can reflect on who you are in us. And then we can begin to just let you in. God, just continue to strengthen us, guide us and direct us. We love you so much this morning Jesus. All this is for you. Continue to go with us. Guide us. Keep us. In Jesus' mighty name.